One second before we go. Who's uh, can? Okay, we started. No, I'm mean, go ahead. We can just chop this off. <laughs> I, I doubt this is gonna get chopped off, but if it does, uh, who's gonna go first? Me or Scott? Can I go first? Yeah, I'll ask if you go first. All right. Yeah, yeah we'll, wanna, we'll, we'll go with we'll go with your role. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. All right. And this is gonna get put at the end as like a Easter egg or something. I fucking you. That's why I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, so it's like thirty. How thirty. Three, two. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Rogue Opinions Podcast. And uh, my name is Jimmy Baxter. You know that. I know that. Everybody here knows that. And today, I am going to be sitting down with Scott McLeod. Oh. And Rahul Esnani. How are you? Hey, uh, I'm good. I have a little skip in my step, skip in my step today, just like <laughs> you uh, a few days ago. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, but uh, we are here because it is the glorious return of the kayfabe court. We have another case on our desk today but before we uh get into that how's everybody been we are back and better than ever i thought someone was going to join in with me there i mean i I was was hoping you'd go backstage back but you didn't you went with eric bischoff who gives a shit about eric bischoff (laughs) I i will not have word one said anything negative about mr eric bischoff okay he is back and better than ever (laughs) <laughs> Listen, Backstreet's back, all right? Backstreet's oh, always right. back, all right? It's BSB for life, my friend. Once you're in, you're in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're in, you're in. Those people don't give a flying fucking beer here. Fucking yeah. being blood brothers over Backstreet Boys. If I have to edit this podcast myself, I'll put everybody at the end of this this episode, okay? Because Backstreet <laughs> is for life, my friend. Yes. I'm in the Bullet Club thing. I don't know why, but yeah, too sweet, my brother. Yeah, you know. There you go. Um, uh, so, so guys, it's been uh, it's been a little while since we've uh, graced the hallowed halls of the kayfabe court, and t- let's let's peel the curtain back a little bit. We did have a case on our desk, but one thing and only one thing has swept the internet this week. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. A new case has slid across the desk that supersedes any other case that we possibly could have done here today. And we are going to, once and for all, solve who stole the AEW World Championship. I'm sure you guys have done sorts. <gasps> I'm sure you guys have called in your witnesses. And I think it's time that we take a little time to help the new AEW World Champion, Chris Jericho, in his worldwide investigation. He may have already gotten the title back, but we still, as of right now, don't know who stole it. And um, yeah. are you, you guys think you're up to the task? Uh, I mean, no, but yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I'm one in two in terms of cases here. So I need, I'm a bit for redemption more than anything else here. Well, my last case, I got screwed by, well, no, actually my last case, I screwed myself. The one before that, the role screwed me. I did not screw you. I think it was uh, Gwyneth Paltrow being screwed in the head. I think that's what um, 
I think that's where you lost the case. I'll never forget that line. John Michaels that screwed me. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was it wasn't Gwyneth Paltrow's head in the box. It was uh, a pic uh, pictures of Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon giving each other head in the box. <laughs> I believe that was the line. Best line ever. Because it was so serious and there was silence, and then he says that, and I break, I completely break. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, uh, but now because you know, I'm gonna be the judge this time, I'm gonna make sure everything is called straight down the middle here, and we're gonna get to the bottom of who stole the AEW world championship from a very, I mean, he, he got him, he got himself uh, in a little bit better shape, but he's still just kind of a drunk, bitch, isn't he? Too much of the bubbly. <laughs> too much of the bubbly. Yeah. So that's, that's a right. first reference to that. First reference to that. So, so I okay, so, <laughs> yeah. so today I went on Twitter to just uh, check Chris Jericho so I can get some information on the case. And um, the first thing, when you just type Chris Jericho on Twitter, you get Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho bubbly, and Chris Jericho fat. <laughs> 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 Those are the top three Chris Jericho searches. Has nothing to do with him being the champion. Has nothing to do with the title. <laughs> him is fucking bubbly and fat. I died. It was the funniest thing ever. Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it, it like I said, it is the story that has swept the wrestling internet as of this week. Uh, I mean, it, I, were you guys surprised at first when you heard not three days after the all-out pay-per-view that somehow he had lost a $100,000 title. So worse for AEW than it did for Jericho personally. Yeah, because at least he he did try and turn it into a storyline. It looks like they might be running with that a little bit, especially because he's trying to get the whole little bit of the bubbly um, over as like his new thing. And I mean, as much as you want to say or I want to say about uh, Chris Jericho, you got to give him props for that at least. So, I think I think when he he called for a worldwide investigation, I think we knew, and our fans, the people who listen to us, people who love what we do here, they knew that there was only one place, one hallowed hall that we could <laughs> take uh, that we could take this case on in, and that is the kayfabe court. And I think it's time that we step inside. And figure out who stole the AEW World Championship. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Ow! I, I just stumbled on the step. I'm sorry. I was walking. Todd, in and d- d- it's not looking good for you, Raul. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Let's all go to court. And we are here, ladies and gentlemen, inside the hallowed halls of the kayfabe court. The building is filled to the brim with people needing to know the answer about who was the dastardly human being who stole the AEW World Championship. And we're about to find that out. I am the right honorable Jimmy Riot, standing and presiding over this case. And today we are going to start with Scott McCloud. Scott, your opening argument, please. Thank you, Your Honor, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Now, this is a case of the utmost importance as this championship is worth a lot of money. And thankfully it has been returned, but we need to know who could be who could be capable of carrying out such a heinous act? Was this an inside job? Some might have you believe. I don't think so. I did think it was someone close to our victim, Mr. Jericho. He, someone who Jericho would not expect of carrying out such a heinous act 
a man he trusts so dearly after their years of friendship. And if I could be serious for a moment, Your Honour, I will explain to the court in my main argument in great detail as to why I believe the man known to wrestling fans as Lance Storm is the man behind this. <gasps> Ooh, intrigue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, with that, we move on to Rahul. Rahul, your opening statement, please. Um, uh, Your Honour, uh, my case is quite a peculiar one. Uh, therefore, I do not have any opening statements, and I just have my main argument, if I can get on with that. So, no thesis, just sort of the body of the work, is what you're saying? Uh, uh, indeed. Uh, it's because uh, when the suspense hits, um, it's it's a, a cathartic moment where everyone gasps at the audience. All right, well, although it is unusual, I'm going to allow it. Rahul, Thank you, Honor. continue. Your Honor, uh, before I disclose uh, the man who committed the crime of theft of the AEW title, we need to think. Uh, we need to think in the form of motive. Uh, who did this? Who did this benefit the most? Uh, the Bucks, Omega, Cody, Hornswoggle. We don't know that. Ever since the incident, there has been one name on everyone's lips, and he had, and he is the man who had stolen the title, and his name is Chris Jericho. Yes, I was expecting gasps, but I didn't get any. That's fine. I'm uh, I'm literally slack jawed. There is no noise coming out. But uh, I'm intrigued to see how you're going to prove that Jericho stole the title himself. Indeed. Um, yes, Jericho did steal his own title. Uh, why, you ask? Oh, well, let's see. After an average match against Hangman Page, <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho divided the crowd by winning the championship. With a mixed reception, Chris Jericho realized right there in the ring, he needs to do something. He goes on a Jericho rant, a middle-aged man rant. And in the rant, he utters the words, a little bit of the bubbly. It's the talk of the wrestling world. Millions of memes floating around, if not billions, if you count all the Indian memes. (laughs) All in the name of Chris Jericho. You see, what happened that night was Chris Jericho was hammered. The bubbly just wasn't for sure. He drank the entire bottle. His mind started working again which it only does when he's drunk. (laughs) Ideas bubbling in his mind, get it? Uh, And he decided he'll steal the belt. And that's what happened. Jericho hid the belt and complained to the police about a stolen title. The wrestling journalist spreading the news, taking the heat off Jericho. And what did Jericho do? He made himself the talk of the town with videos with the bubbly talking about the stolen title. He had all of us on strings. Finally, he realized he had gotten enough out of this. And to catch onto the momentum, he gave it to a man who he considers a guy he can trust, who no one knows. And he told him to turn it in. And that it was turned in. And what did he say? That he found the belt. He now has a story heading into his championship reign. And boy, did he fool us. No one knew this until now. We're on to you, Chris Jericho, you chunky, wise, old meta man. Thank you. Wow, okay. Um, wow, uh, those are some pretty serious accusations. Um, and before 
we get to uh, my questions because I have a few. Uh, Scott, why don't you go into your argument? Tell us why you believe that Lance Storm was the one who stole the AEW world title. Well, the less than honorable Mr. Raul made a, po- a good point that we had to consider motive. And for me, motive is a key thing here. And I believe there is a simple reason for Mr. Storm's motive. Cash your minds to the last few months of AEW's run. What is the one thing Chris Jericho has wanted more than anything? A thank you for what he perceives as he being the person responsible for all of AEW's success in its early days. But there was one man who Chris Jericho deserved to thank for some stuff in his career, and that man is Lance Storm. At least in Lance Storm's mind, that is. As you can cast your mind back for anyone who has read the literary masterpiece that is Undisputed, Chris Jericho's second autobiography, where he detailed the, the training of having to get back in the ring to get back to wrestling for his 2007 return to the WWE after breaking music records and setting the world, rock and roll world on fire with his band Fozzie. He needed to get back into ring shape and he relied on his one good friend, Lance Storm, and his training school, a man who even helped him develop the brand new finishing move, the Codebreaker, and stopped Jericho from calling it something stupid, a name so stupid it has slipped from my mind. So Jericho got rid of the Codebreaker, thanks to Lance Storm, and Jericho took to come back, and that will lead him to the best in the world run, where the best in the world run it will become one of his most key runs in Jericho's career, and the best in the world moniker that Jericho is still using to this day. And Lance Storm did not get a thank you. Lance Storm's been helping Jericho throughout his entire career. He's been the man close to him. He's been ever since their tag team days in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And Lance Storm very nearly got a job as a commentator in New Japan Pro Wrestling, as detailed by Jericho and by Don Callis, when Jericho recommended Don Callis for the job and they mistakenly, in New Japan, some officials called Lance Storm instead. Lance Storm didn't know about the confusion. He thought his good friend Jericho had went out of his way to get him a new job. And he was heartbroken to learn that it was actually Don Callis, his Killing the Town co-host, that they were looking for. And now he has to work on his screen school, work on the podcast, while Don Callis gets to travel over in Japan, commentating for New Japan Pro Wrestling, getting called one of the best commentators working today and when he watched AEW television because he told a good friend Chris Jericho that he would he saw Jericho talking and he said Jericho demanding a thank you and a bitterness an anger a rage that Lanstorm didn't really know was inside of him was unleashed it was triggered if you will when thinking where was my thank you Chris where was my thank you for all the help that I've given you all the years of friendship and yet getting nothing in return and as they say, all it takes is one bad day, and a series of bad days all culminated in that one moment for Lance Storm. All right. So a tale. Yeah. What, what you're what you're trying to establish here is that uh, Lance Storm uh, is really the one who's looking for his thank you here, and apparently mm-hmm. uh, he's got a lot to lot to be thanked for. Um. So I'm gonna go uh, over to Rahul here. Rahul. Mm-hmm. What what do you make of this insinuation that uh, because of Lance Storm's uh, a lot of Lance Storm's help with one Christopher Jericho that he deserved he believed that he should get a thank you for all of his work and wh- where where do you fall on that uh, try and uh, 
try and respond to the things that uh, Scott is levying against your argument here. Uh, your Honor, I, I'd like to say that um, Lion Storm is a brilliant man. He is uh, quite astute. He is a trainer. He's a coach. Um, and although uh, Scott, Scott had some good points about uh, the tension between the two, I think that Lance Storm is above petty issues like so. If um, Lance Storm wanted to hurt Jericho, he had better opportunities in the past. But he's not that petty. So he is uh, doing well as a coach and is very active on Twitter. He is retweeting tweets about um, Jericho's cruise. He's promoting Jericho. Uh, and there is no rivalry between them. It's all um, water under the bridge. As it was mentioned by Jericho, when, uh, Storm, was take- when Storm was taking some time off for his uh, training school, there was no beef there. there was, it was just made up tension by the wrestling fans. There was actually no tension between the two. Uh, and therefore, uh, the just because <clears throat> Scott thinks that there is rivalry between the two people and he's made up the story that it's uh, Lance Storm, I think there is no basis behind that because there is no rivalry. Thank you. Okay. All right. Um, interesting. Interesting. Um, Scott, hmm. now... Where 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 do you fall on the possibility that because there there is reason to believe that uh, Chris Jericho may scramble uh, to figure out something that would get him uh, some sort of storyline some something that's going to help AEW uh, progress here uh, and with the now in Rahul's words average uh, match for the AEW World Title at All Out and the so so response to his win. Do you believe that it would be something that Chris Jericho would have come up with himself, or do you believe that there may be maybe something there's Rahul, that Rahul might be missing there? I just, I just can't. Uh, as Rahul made his announcement that he believes it's Jericho, you heard I was stunned in the silence. I could not just fathom such an idea because I think Chris Jericho is a very astute man. The fact that he's in this position, met so many years after his wrestling debut almost 30 years as of next year he will be in the in the business of professional wrestling i know jericho is very astute in making sure he is always in the spotlight he's always talked about i don't think he would go to such lengths as to steal frame the fact that his championship was stolen because i know he knows and we all know that losing your world championship especially just after crowning your first champion it can be considered a very bad look for a brand new upstarting wrestling promotion and Jericho would know that. So I do not believe Jericho would stoop to that level to steal his own championship just to create some buzz. I do believe that his recent videos and calling for this worldwide investigation were a way of Jericho trying to use some of the possibly negative publicity and turn it into positive publicity and trying to make it work for him, especially utilising this little bit of the bubbly catchphrase that he's trying to make his own. Okay. All right. Um... I have a question for both of you uh, that I'm going to get a response from Rahul first. Um, Rahul, um, the title was found on, according to the Tallahassee police, it was found on the side of the road by a, uh, by just a bystander, just a a good citizen. Uh, 
So why, how do you, how does the title get from however Chris Jericho concocted this theft, this, uh, Ocean's Eleven style scheme? Uh, how does it get from there to the side of the road in Tallahassee, Florida? Um, your honor, as I mentioned in my story, uh, Chris Jericho is a very famous man. He, he knows a lot of people. Um, but the sad reality with that is most people that he knows are open to public eye. They're, they're quite famous themselves. Therefore, he had to find someone who he really trusted, someone who no one knew, someone who no one would even, um, you know, no one would actually think that that guy is related to Chris Jericho. It's a very normal looking man. It's his old friend from school that he still has kept in touch with. And that man took the title from Chris Jericho after he realized that maybe the heat is dying down. Maybe I need to bring it back up. Therefore, that's what he did. He gave the title to his friend and told him, when you see no one around, just throw it in the sidewalk. And that's what he did. All right, Scott, same question. Uh, how does how does the title get found? Uh, <clears throat> reportedly, it was found on the side of the road. Um, so how does it get from point A to point B? Well, as I said, all this rage that was within Brand Storm caused him to take the title, all this rage and jealousy towards Jericho and this bitterness that he didn't realise was there. And Raul has made the, a fair point saying that uh, Landstorm does not seem like the kind of man to do this. He would seem like a man of integrity, retreating things related to Jericho's truth. And that is true, because he is a good friend. He's been loyal for many, many years to Chris Jericho. And that's why he made the decision shortly after in an act of pure rage when he was seeing red, as it were. He stole this championship. He quickly realised, what is he? What am I doing? I'm a man of integrity, a man who's staring his beliefs. And he realised, what am I doing? I'm stolen this thing from my friend, a man who I've supported for years. Why am I just doing this sort of if I don't need a thank you? I know that Jericho still cares and he appreciates me. And Landstorm believes in the good in people. So he left the championship at the side of the road. He didn't want to turn on himself because he knew Jericho would find out about it and would question Landstorm and that would put their friendship in jeopardy. So Lance left it at the side of the road in the hopes that a good Samaritan would eventually come along and hand the championship back into the proper authorities. And as the case, the, the case report is detailed, someone who what, who'd found it did then turn it into the police. Although originally, as I hear, believed it was to be a replica at first. Okay. All right. Very interesting uh, from from both sides here. Um, gotta admit, I'm I'm a little uh, I, I'm still trying to piece this all together. Um, now, let's see. Scott, do you have any further uh, evidence to present to the court here about why Lance Storm or how Lance Storm could have stolen the title uh, right from under the nose? Because as we know, uh, he was in a limo. Chris Jericho was in a limo and went to a Longhorn Steakhouse. Uh, pending litigation between him and Omaha Steaks is all uh, is also out uh, in the world. Uh, we'll have to wait on further evidence on that. Um but what, what, how does that does that play into it? The whole limo Longhorn Steakhouse situation uh, with Lance Storm and his theft of his alleged theft of the AEW World Title. Yes, I believe this situation gives someone like Lance Storm the perfect opportunity to carry out this crime, because Jericho and Lance Storm keep in touch to this day, and I believe Jericho feels like he could trust someone like Lance Storm with his location where he's taking his prized AEW championship that he was going for a Longhorn stake 
and not think that Landstorm would take advantage of that information and give him the perfect opportunity to steal the championship and to follow Jericho and his limo to the steakhouse. Okay. Um, Rahul, same question. How does Longhorn Steakhouse end uh, the title either being left in the limo or being left at the booth, wherever it was left? How does that whole thing fit into your argument where uh, Chris Jericho lost the title? You see, that's the thing. He never actually lost the title. He took it with him. He hid it. He hid it only to a place where he would know where it is. When he got drunk in that limo, there's a lot of bubbly in that limo. He says it's a little bit. It's a lot of the bubbly. He had a lot of the bubbly, and therefore he decided that this is a moment he needs to create more buzz because this is what Chris Jericho does, ladies and gentlemen. Everywhere he goes, every era of his, he does something new, something completely different. In WWE, he's done the it thing. He's completely uh, revolutionized uh, his character when he came back. He completely reinvented it, I'm sorry. And that's what he does all the time. He does completely bizarre things that don't make sense to normal people, especially when he's drunk, because that's when his mind is in peak Jericho form. And when he went there, he's like, this is the time. I'm going to hide it. And when he hit it, he came back with the title and he hid it from everyone else. And he complained to the police saying that it was stolen. Okay. All right. So what we have here is Scott is presenting you, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, with a case of a long con, the friendship gone awry. And I believe what what Rahul is trying to say is that this was an inside job at the deepest level, that it is a lot of bit of the bubbly versus (laughs) the long con. Now, gentlemen, uh, I'm going to go to Rahul first. Please give us your closing statements before before judgment is rendered. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, as I've said, uh, Chris Jericho and Lance Storm are still good friends. They are promoting each other on Twitter. Uh, I think Lance Storm is at least promoting Chris Jericho uh, as recent as I would say to yesterday, which is quite recent. Uh, and at the same time, I think they have always kept it clear that they are friends. Both parties, whatever issues there might have been, they've come out and clarified those issues. Uh, They've known each other for the longest time. I don't think there's any form of rivalry or rage involved. And even if there was, just after so so many months of just holding on to that rage, as Scott says, and then uh, you go out there and you steal it, and then in two days you're done with it? I don't think it all adds up. I think if emotions were involved, that's a very rash decision by a very astute man like Lance Storm to make. Uh, Therefore, uh, I'd like to stick to my point. As I said, that Chris Jericho is an innovator. He does completely baffling things that we think don't make sense, but end up making sense uh, the entire way through. Uh, We might say that the title uh, being stolen was um, a bad look on AEW or Chris Jericho. But I'm pretty sure no one would care at this point. In, in a few months, we would forget about uh, the title being stolen and we'd remember the story that came out of it. We'd see the little bit of the bubbly. We'll see uh, the story that Chris Jericho is trying to build now. And that's all because of his genius plan. And that's all. He, that's what he's done his entire career, coming up with new things and trying them out. And they've always worked. And this is just one of Chris Jericho's mad genius moves. 
Thank you. Okay. Very interesting for sure. A lot to think about. Scott, your mm -hmm. closing statements before judgment is rendered. Well, Your Honor, what I presented to you today is, is a clear look at human behavior. Now, Mr. Raul has mentioned quite rightly that Jericho and Lance Arm have said there is no issue, there is no rivalry between them. But we all have friends, we have people who are closest, we argue with, there's sometimes we have an issue with, but we, then we quickly resolve that and we move on with our lives because they mean a lot to us. doesn't mean that there's any rivalry between us. You're, you can have issues with your friends, doesn't mean you're a rival with, and they don't want to, they, and they say, comment that there's no rivalry between them because they know that us wrestling fans out there on the internet, we, will take, we would take that and we'd blow it way out of proportion. This is not something I'm blowing out of proportion. I'm saying that we all have those moments where we're blinded by our emotions, by our, by our anger. And I put it to you, Your Honour, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, is it, how is it not easier to believe that a man made a rash decision fueled by emotion that he quickly regretted and tried to make right, and he's now re still retweeting things promoting Jericho, so hopefully his friend will never know about the crimes that he committed against him, rather than this convoluted, overly, overly complicated plan that allegedly Chris Jericho con conjured up himself to get some buzz. I believe that Jericho, I think Jericho is too smart for that because I believe losing your own championship can create the wrong type of buzz, and that's not what Chris Jericho would want to do. All right. <clears throat> so, this is possibly the hardest case to call in uh, my short tenure behind the podium here at the kayfabe court on one hand the 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 dissolving of a lifelong friendship to a certain extent passion from unbridled passion anger and jealousy from a man who if you watched his wwe run you'd know that he's he may not be capable of that he always just looks very steve blackman-esque in his level of emotion. On the other hand, Rahul is giving a lot of uh, a lot of credit to Chris Jericho um, because Jericho does he has reinvented himself. Yes, he has. But he, we, as we've discussed, some of the years may not have been too kind to Sir Christopher Jericho, and maybe a lot of that bubbly has gone to his head. Was he capable of dissolving the, a part of the relationship that he has with AEW just to create some buzz? Would he do that? Is he smart enough? Or is Lance Storm finally so bubbled over with emotion after years and years in the business, frustrated by his spot where he is just a radio host and his friend is the first world champion of a brand new company? This is very difficult. I've very seldom had to make such a difficult decision. A lot of credit is being given to Chris Jericho here, and not as much credit is being given to Lance Storm. And I'm very, very intrigued to see if any of this will come out in the news in the coming days. Because you know that we, you know, we just break news here constantly. And that's what we're that's what we're here for. And I think it is, uh, I think it is probably at the feet of the jury here and myself to decide that it is the decision of kayfabe court that lance storm was the man who stole the aew <clears throat> world championship i simply just do not believe 
that Chris Jericho is still cunning enough to steal the belt himself and do all of those things. If I just, I just don't believe I, I like to believe that he's fat and drunk and stupid and he just left the belt somewhere. I'm going to have to go with Scott on this one. Don't call it a comeback. Yes. That's, uh, that's going to have, I mean, like I said, Rahul, this was a very difficult decision to make. Um, but I just, I just can't give Chris Jericho that much credit. I just can't. I, I was, I was so against uh, predicting him in the uh, the predictions contest as it was that he would win the title, even though it seemed like the right decision. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with uh, go with Scott on this one. Scott, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I, I feel very, very much vindicated now after this. Vindication has been served. That is, that is it in kayfabe court. That that is uh, that's gonna be it. We're gonna we're gonna take a short recess and we'll uh, meet you on the other side. Well, here we are. We're out in the uh, the hallway of the prestigious kayfabe court. The uh, the janitors have locked the door behind us, and they are now cleaning the, the filth off of the walls from all the mud being thrown at one another. Rahul and Scott, you guys went in there and came out both guns blazing. You both really, really needed to win that. Uh, that came across. And I, like I said, I wasn't that, uh, I wasn't just fucking around there. That was the hardest case I've ever had to call. Very, uh, very close case there. Rahul, I'm sorry, man. Okay, so okay, so I have a few thoughts. First of all, Scott, uh, congratulations. Uh, that was a beautifully uh, played case. Uh, you did well there. Fuck this. Okay, now look, you know, fuck this shit. First of all, <laughs> because first of all, you two are podcast partners. That's bullshit. First of all, because oh my god, I did well there. You know, I didn't even argue anything. I was, I'm gonna stay quiet. I'm gonna win the judge over by how good I'm being. But no, it didn't matter at the end of the day. I fucking had a good case. I haven't watched wrestling for fucking five to six months. And I still try to do something out of this. I didn't know. I didn't know anyone on the show who has any rivalry with him. I, I was like, fuck no, it could be anyone. I was going to say Hornswoggle at one point, but then I changed it to Chris Jericho. Oh, oh fuck this, man. I thought I did well there. Fuck. You, you, you definitely did do well. You definitely did. Uh, like I said, it was very, like, it was the closest thing I've ever had to call. It came right down to the wire. Scott, congratulations. Thank you very much. I, I was quite loud to myself, bruising the bales gave me a very dirty look, so I had to quickly vacate the court before I got before I got that, that those bales are very handsy. But they yes, they, they are known to be quite handsy. But, but to be honest, Raul, when you first mentioned your argument, I have to admit that I thought like, is he really serious? I've come up with this argument, he's coming with me with this, but honestly there were points where I was being questioned where I thought, is he actually gonna win this? And then Jimmy took a while to to come up with his decision. The tension was killing me, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was nervous. Uh, you could feel the tension inside the courtroom. That's, I mean, that's another reason why the janitors are in there right now. They're they're literally power washing the sweat off of the walls from behind everybody in the seats and whatnot. I mean, we're gonna have to get that place steam cleaned. There was there was a palpable tension in that room, and it, it's. I'm still in shock. Uh, but at the end of the day, a decision had to be made. Um, and I think I think that the right decision w- was made here today. I just simply can't. I, I can't give Chris Jericho that much credit. I really can't. 
<laughs> poor Chris Jericho. <laughs> no fucking poor Chris Jericho. Fuck that. Okay. Jared, okay. You know what? How would you feel if you went to Twitter and you typed Jimmy Baxter and the first three things are Jimmy Baxter, Jimmy Baxter fucking beer and Jimmy Baxter fat. Imagine that's so fucking hurtful. Yeah. Maybe I'd go to the fucking gym and I'd write a better fucking record than Judas and I'd fucking maybe lose, you know, a good 10 or 12 pounds and fucking, you know, stop drinking as, as often and fucking maybe, maybe, maybe I'd try to better myself instead of just being, you know. 49 years old taking pot shots at my old company because you know i'm being the champion of a new company i'm being one of the most successful wrestlers of all time can i just can i just say i actually like judas what's wrong with judas Sorry, I, meant the, I meant the oh, album this? as a whole the oh, the good. song is the song the song is cool but there's 10 other songs on that record and the song no, is you. not cool what are you what are you on the song's fucking trash I mean, okay i'm, I mean, I'm not gonna compared, to, compared to the, some of the other stuff fuzzies put out over the years like Judas is like above a lot of their stuff. Oh, it's above all of their stuff, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's, why they were, that's why it was such a surprise when it came out. Like they produced a good song. Yeah, a good song off of a off of a record that has. And I'm gonna look this up right now, ladies and gentlemen. I know that this creates great podcasting, um, but I'm gonna look this up and we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about the Judas album real quick because <laughs> all I know about it is one of the songs is called "Drinking with Jesus." Is Enemy on there? Because Enemy is a trash fucking song. Yeah, I think that's like on their first or second record. Okay, so yes, there are 11 songs on this record. The the record comes in at 41 minutes and 35 seconds. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Judas is 4 minutes and 10 seconds. And that's like the only passable song. Okay, one second. Let's just read the names, right? Painless, which is not the experience this album gives you. (laughs) First of all, <laughs> capsize is how you feel when you listen to this album. Fuck, this is perfect. Judas is what Vincent Mann thinks Chris Jericho is now. <laughs> Capsized is like what happened before Jericho like shedded some of the, the fucking pounds. To, before burn burn me out is what his calories say. <laughs> Weight of my world. What kind of fucking self self righteous asshole is just like my world? It's so heavy. I don't. I don't know if I can handle it. I'm gonna go drinking with Jesus. You know there are people in like the fucking Bible Belt of the United States, just like yeah, you know, I like to go drinking with Jesus, but uh, I'm not sure if I want to be sitting there drinking a man's blood next to him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we, one second, please? you know. One second, I win because he's drinking with Jesus. You know what? That's how he lost the title. He was drinking bubbly with Jesus. Oh, for fuck's sake! There you go. This, this, jeez, uh, just words worth way. The fuck is that? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That's, no, are no, those no. We need to words? To that. We need we, to... Can we please do a, a, a career of fuzzy like? podcast something like that no no Please. go fuck one yourself. second no i can't so i'm not one listening second. i'm not listening one to second. all of these fucking all of these fucking <laughs> albums just to shit on fozzy for fucking 45 minutes or whatever shimmy click oh, yeah. on words, what way. someone click on words what's way the lyrics are so fucking country they're literally every country song those lyrics just read those fucking lyrics 
uh-huh. summer days they drift away but the memories remain autumn days and lost in the haze but nothing stays the same i but, saw I standing know. at the edge of the drive what did you say <laughs> but the memories remain is he just ripping off metallica because that's pretty much isn't that the part of a chorus to metallica song here <laughs> fuck this, one second one this road this rodal stay the same my <laughs> place my <laughs> My place of joy and pain. The house is in my dreams. My childhood never sleeps. Uh, help me. Help me find the way to get back from where I came to a place when everything to a time when everything was beautiful. Winter days, they melt away like a rum manager with like a rum mugger. Rummager. Rummager in my mind. Rummager. What? Why is this guy so terrible at this See, somebody somebody should have said to him like to get back to where i came from like you don't remember you're from winnipeg you idiot <laughs> you know what i take back my argument this guy's not smart enough to come with the wash <laughs> away before her time i drive these streets so old yet so new a looking glass i can't see through i still remember the day she died second of december i could not cry fuck that got so deep what the fuck why why wouldn't you cry somebody died like like, isn't that sad i'm drinking a little bit of the bubbly i i mean i guess listen i mean maybe jimmy Jimmy, yeah i'll I'll listen to the all the fuzzy for you and i'll just tell you how bad it is come on we need to do this show now one second Uh, by the way carl and me are gonna start a podcast uh where we review albums we have already planned a thriller review uh next i think monday uh, tomorrow basically if anyone wants we can do a four-way podcast of fozzy's app i'll do i'll do also raul you moaned at me you said that jimmy only went with my argument because we're podcast partners on on the retro smackdown i sure we anyway i'm not gonna spoil that but actually this is gonna first never mind but a show we've invited you on, and also you're the one who came to me and asked me, "Do you want to do a Marvel pod way? Which I said yes to. So you know what? Fuck you. Yes. Next time you want okay, to join Okay, you. okay, boys, boys. The 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 court is closed. No need to throw throw shade at one another. But I okay, have a bone I, to pick. I have a bone to pick with you, Mister Scottish Man. Okay. I, uh, I beg your pardon. Uh, the I have well, I have more of a problem with your country. Uh, at this point, because on the U.S. Billboard 200, Judas got to 147, but on the Scottish albums OCC, it got to 79. What the fuck? What the fuck? You heard no. the music, what the fuck? You heard the music Scotland's, Scotland's producing? Why do you think everyone's going mental for Louis Capaldi? He's the only. Louis Capaldi's beautiful. He's fucking he's amazing. The, what are you saying? Well, I'm saying he's the only decent singer Scotland's produced in a long time. That's why everyone's going mental for him. That's why. We heard the songs that go over over here. That's why Fozzie gets uh, gets so high. You know what? I listen to you and I and I think I'm talking to Lewis. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what, just go both guys? You racist bastards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been through that my entire fucking life. Fucking your podcast partner does that every fucking show, you know? Listen, we're you all know? podcast partners, Rahul, just because Scott and I do no, a show every you week. you do have a relationship. You do have a relationship. Okay. I'm not going to be a part of that. Yeah, I don't want to... Uh, be the third party but also remember everyone who's listening to this before every podcast starts Jimmy goes on a racist rant about me just saying hey 
Oh, I, I mean, I'm happy that it took you almost an hour to get to the racism this time around, Rahul, but... Uh, I know, it, it's progress, it's progress, you know. I would like to see our relationship is strictly platonic. I do not care for what you're implying. Yeah, it's 2019, Rahul. I would really appreciate that you wouldn't turn what me and Scott have into something cheap and tawdry. <laughs> Look, I, I had a relationship with you, Jimmy. We started, but then... Uh, now you're just some, you know, like I, I, you know what? Don't, I even, I don't even quote somebody I used to know at me right now. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna <laughs> quote someone who, who, who Scott knows probably. Uh, you know, I, I was getting used to being someone you loved. Oh, fuck That's you. Oh, for <laughs> yes, I oh, got the fucking Ruskapati lyrics. Let's go. Okay, you, the shark. No more out of you today, Scott. Congratulations again on winning th- this episode of Kayfabe Core. Do not call it a comeback. You have been here for years. Um, Does anyone remember I, the case? It feels like so long ago. I, well, we we spent it. We spent uh, te- about ten minutes ripping on the Judas album. So uh, look forward to that <laughs> podcast when it comes out because I am not fucking listening to it. Uh, I won't. I won't listen to the album. It sounds horrendous. Um, it's gonna be me, Scott, and Carl <laughs> reviewing Fozzie's album for one hour straight. So stay tuned. Stay tuned to Rogue Opinions for that. Um, Scott, <laughs> as the winner, you will be the judge next time around here in Kayfabe Court. Case is yet to be determined, but because you won, I'm going to go to you first. Give us your plugs. Thank you very much, and I look forward to being the man in the, in the position of power next time around. And, um, you can find me on Twitter at ScottMcLeod1986. You can follow me my other podcast, Scott and Paul's Realm Podcast at SP Rambling. Goofy tweet Landstorm tell him what we're all on to him. And <laughs> you take it the latest episode of my podcast, uh Scott and Paul's Podcast that just went up this past weekend. We wanted to talk about takeover and all of it, but we ended up doing like fifty minutes of that and at least forty minutes of Fraser and the good place and I believe we even talked about the show Hot Ones, which I've really got into recently. So it's it's a good time had by all. So a lot of rambling to be done by all. Uh, Rahul, what do you got going on lately, my friend? Uh, just life, and there's a lot of stress going on. But I don't think anyone needs to listen to that, but that's fine. I'm just going to plug my Twitter, which I've changed recently. My Twitter is now uh, Muddy Buffy. Uh, at <laughs> Muddy Buffy. And yeah, that's it. Because okay. I'm, the, I'm the worst kept secret, is what I've been told, so... Yes, yes. If, yeah. if if anything describes you, Rahul, it's that you are the worst kept secret, if not of this podcast, of all podcasting. Um, yes. Go back and listen to our archives. Uh, look, Find us on uh, Instagram and the Twitter at uh, rogue underscore opinion. Um, you can find me over at uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Riot. That's M-R-R-I-0-T because Counter-Strike was a thing when I was a kid. Um, and uh, go online and uh, go go check out, uh, if you're on YouTube, go on youtube.com forward slash, I believe it's World's Fair. Uh, I did a couple yep. promos. Yep. I did a couple promos for the Pro Wrestling Magic uh, promotion that I work for. Uh, I caught up with the new Pro Wrestling Magic heavyweight champion, Pinky Sanchez. Uh, the uh, Meadowlands monster walked in on me and my buddy, the ring announcer Shane Fair. Uh, maybe, maybe not being too uh, too careful when we thought that Me- Meadowlands monster might have a problem in his upcoming match against Casanova Valentine. Um, and then Shane and I caught up in the uh, the men's room and talked about <laughs> the new uh, 
the new show that's coming out uh, <laughs> September 21st live in Richfield Park, New Jersey. So if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, please go and check that out. Like I said, um, go and check out stuff that's in our archives. We're going to have uh, the Rebellion 1999 review up there. Uh, it should be up now. I, th- I don't know what the schedule is for these things anymore, but uh, yeah, it should be up now or soon. Um, thank you guys very much for joining us here in the kayfabe court. It's been a pleasure for Scott and Rahul. Thank you very much and goodbye. Let's keep on out here. Yeah, rock your body right. Back streets, back, all right. again brothers sisters everybody saying gonna bring the flame i'll show you how got a question for you better answer now yeah